Hello, welcome to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Braden Dollar Coltman. I'm here with Jordan Dollar Coltman in the flesh. This is the first time we're uh, recording uh, in, in uh, together. Uh, excited about that because we get to share one mic. Yes, one mic, and uh, speaking moistly, moistly within uh, a close proximity uh, instead of over Zoom. Very exciting. Here we go. All right, we had a really exciting race two weeks ago, Baku City Circuit. Um, yeah, this is this is what you want. Uh, this is what I want as an F1 fan. I want uh, drama. I want uh, a racetrack like the like it was in Azerbaijan. Like this is this is exciting. Tight quarters. You can't you can't you know it's it's really hard to pass. Um, it seems like it's really hard to see, and there were a lot of. I mean, there weren't a lot of accidents, but we we did see some collisions. We saw some uh, mistakes taken by some um, you know, some drivers, and we saw some results that were, I would say, unexpected. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we also, I think, more than just collisions, we saw some some tire drama and some collisions caused by some tire failure. You were right; it is back to back races on street courses, so obviously we had our very. Um, sort of pedestrian slow Monaco race where we didn't have actually any uh, yellow flags for the first time in like 10 races at Monaco. So that was a big sort of change from that. So we expected a little bit more action in Baku and we got a little bit, they do have those two really long straightaways where there is space to pass, but you got to be in the right place. And and if it's tight, you know, both cars get DRS. It's really hard. And we, we did see that happen a few times. Lewis had a hard time trying to catch up to people because he just couldn't get that little bit of edge, but the straightaways in Baku, certainly led to a bit more drama and then yeah we did have some collisions obviously Lance Stroll uh leaving the race early because of a tire failure and that was sort of ominous because it was foreshadowing as to what was going to happen later and obviously yeah race leader and um uh championship points leader Max Mm -hmm. Verstappen who was healthily in the lead uh failed to finish the race because he blew a tire and luckily for him you know he found the right wall on the straight straight away or he could have been in a real uh uncomfortable crash uh so scary moment there for him and obviously very disappointing moment for him and for red bull but red bull kind of get gets a little bit lucky on the restart after the red flag too because lewis hamilton also had some trouble and, and we can talk more about that in a second but yeah drama excitement exactly what you want so those those two accidents or i don't even know if you call them accidents yeah, yeah, yeah. i guess you know they're, they're back wheel back tire popping essentially <laughs> yeah, i think yeah. that that's what happened it, it's like it's the exact same thing that happened uh verstappen and stroll in the exact same tire yeah so what why well that's the question and obviously we don't know exactly why they're the forensic sides of both you know the teams and also the tire manufacturer pirelli will will commence and and you know both sides have a different prerogative as to what the answer to that is so they'll be looking for different things obviously it's important for pirelli to be able to you know assure all of the teams that their tires are safe and that you know they're providing um, you know, a- adequate technology in those. Obviously, there's been a lot of different changes in the tire compound. We're on slightly softer tires this season than last season. So there's some question marks. Is it too soft? Or are we pushing the tires too close to the edge of their capability? Um, the street circuit courses are a little bit more uh, I don't know, uh, arduous or technical when it comes to like tire temperature and, the, and how critical that can be. So that probably did play a factor uh, in terms of in terms of how um, they performed. But yeah, very inconvenient, let's say, yeah. for Pirelli that both of those two accidents were caused by the right rear tires failing, whether it was debris, which is obviously what 
they're going to hope for as the tire manufacturer. Sure. You hit some you know bit of carbon or something from an earlier crash, but not a great look when both of those two teams lose a driver and uh, and the especially for Red Bull, uh, considering it cost them the race uh, from Verstappen side of it. They were able yeah. to win the race with with their second driver, but that wasn't the plan. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, some some Im- impressive outings for some of the drivers in that race. We've got, uh, well, like you said, Sergio Perez finished pole, uh, P1. Yeah, and, and and Perez had a great day because he just kind of hung in there the whole time. You know, yeah. obviously Lewis wasn't really a factor for Verstappen. He was, he couldn't get around um, Gasly early in the race. He just, he, he you know, he'd struggled all weekend. He was hoping for a bounce back race. Uh, following the struggles they had in Monaco, and that just did not happen for them. They've really struggled on those street courses this year. That's just what the Mercedes is giving them, and they've, they've you know they've been experimenting with different things. But yeah, it meant that Perez was in a really great spot to to sort of lie in wait. Let's say it looked like for a good portion of that race we were going to get a one-two finish for Red Bull, and that's obviously ideal. That's what they would have. That would have been a dream scenario for them as a constructor to get those very coveted position points. Um, but they but. Again, yeah, Perez put himself in a position to to succeed, and 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 luckily kind of picked up after the the mistake or the the failure of the tire for Verstappen. What was fun about this race was, you know, like, the, well, we got the yellow flag after Verstappen. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah, they had to stop the the race actually to make sure everything was safe because that was the second time that a tire had failed, and it was on a, such a dangerous part of the course. But they yeah they they red flagged it with what like I think there were three laps or two lap well it was three, three laps, laps but they technically a second or third lap occurred under yellow and then when they yeah when they when they flew, you know the red flag came out there was two laps right so we got a sprint finish right? yeah not, I mean that's what I was gonna say is that that's that's what's exciting yeah uh, you know he, he, typically we're used to sixty laps or seventy laps yeah. and it's who can get ahead and who can get further ahead. But often ahead. when you get the red flag, you know, there's still a quarter of the race left. So yeah. it yes, it bunches everybody back up and uh, the weaker cars unlap themselves and all of that. But you don't usually get literally a sprint finish and thinnest of margins for error and we saw exactly how thin they really were so uh this error uh we're talking about specifically lewis hamilton there in the last you know like he he was he took the he was in second i think heading back into that he took the lead and then all of a sudden just i don't even think it was a lockup he pressed a button no so he did he did lock up a beat but Let's go back to the to, to right to the restart. So they came out, they did their formation lap or their their sort of uh, uh, yeah the, the formation lap for I guess is what they would call it behind the safety car, making sure everybody's there and unlapping. I think it was just the two Haas cars at that point that were completely lapped. So they unlapped those cars. Everyone's trying to get some tire pr- temperature, and there are many different ways that different teams um, have engineered their cars for maximum tire temperature. Right. and what they need to do you know you'll see different strategies where some cars are weaving a lot during um those those formation laps or when they're behind a safety car just trying to keep up temperature some teams like to accelerate and slow down and accelerate and slow down right. to get that temperature um and the way mercedes does it is that they have a few different um buttons on the steering wheel that basically change the amount of power given to the front and rear brake. Okay. So what they do is they increase power to one of the brakes, which means that those brakes run a little bit hot when they slow down or or, or speed up uh, during that formation lap. They're at slower speeds, so it's safe. But they put you know sixty percent on on the front tires and and forty on the back, or sometimes as much as ninety on the front and only ten on the back, and then they accelerate and slow down, and that increases the 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 friction on those front brakes. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to be having those kind of controls on 
during a race condition because you need your tire at your pardon me your brakes to be functioning yeah. uh, at maximal um, capacity. That was everything went fine. If people watched it, they remember that his tire, his brakes were running very hot when they, they were smoking smoked, yeah, right before smoking. the. And I think a lot of again. people in the moments after assumed that was a problem. It yeah. actually wasn't. It, it was quite expected. Mercedes did not think there was any issue with that because the the brakes were running very hot. But the minute he started driving, they would have cooled down. The airflow would have cooled okay. him down. Everything was fine. So he had put the car in its standard start configuration everything was happy and ready to go um, but if you watch the replay of the um, cockpit camera you'll notice that Hamilton kind of had his his left hand um, out of the regular position let's say on the on the, the steering wheel so the f1 steering wheels right kind of have two handle positions mm -hmm. finger slots where there's easy access for controls with thumbs they can get their back fingers onto the the, the paddles for for shifting. shifting and all of that his hand was up a little bit, and I think that was just a, almost a standard position for how Lewis likes to start when he knows he has to cover. And he was looking to immediately move up against Perez, who was in the the sort of pole position yeah. of the, the restart and had that little bit of advantage. And so he wanted to immediately move right, get into that lead position. It's exactly what he did. So everything to that point's functioning. He's, he makes the move, like you said, took the lead, um, and then immediately on this course, you know, there, there's the straightaway into a very tight turn. As he went to break or somewhere even moments before that, because of the position his hand was in, he hit a button. He hit what they call brake magic, okay. which is when they put all of that, that power to the front brakes. Right. So now he has 90% of his brake power when he puts his foot on the brake going just to the front tires. That's way too much pressure for those tires and us at that speed. Obviously, they locked up immediately. He had no chance of being able to recover. Anyone who's ever done driver's education knows that if you lock up your brakes, the steering wheel is doing dick all for you. You can't turn. Not mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he I mean, it's, up. Yeah. He's at a very high rate of speed at that point. I think he's already traveling at like 150 yeah. kilometers an hour. And he had no, no choice but to simply move straight forward. And the car just took him right out of the The fact that no other cars hit him on that turn. Because it was a left been, turn. He took Lots could have happened. Away. Yeah. Yeah. And he luckily they ended, you know, credit to the designers of the course too. There's a runoff there for this exact scenario, or at least a scenario similar. I don't yeah. think they ever. Well, we saw quite a few of those runoffs. But yeah, exactly it also there. opened the door then for two guys. One at least one of them to get on the podium that probably didn't expect to be there. But who's that, Vettel? Well, I think Vettel never expected to be on the podium oh, gosh, earlier no. in the race. Aston but also, Martin, this Aston. was Aston Martin's first uh, uh, podium. Podium. That's right. Yeah. So that's good. You know. Um, uh, you know, it's good. It's good for uh, it's good for it's good for the sport. Absolutely, to have different uh, different cars make it on podium. Um, unfortunate for uh, for Lewis. Yeah, I and a very unlikely a, or a very unusual like mistake for Lewis. Yeah. Right, very rarely does he make these kind of errors. And something maybe the engineers and he will look at seeing is there a way to kind of I don't know adjust the way the button sits so that mm -hmm. it doesn't happen again. I'm sure he will never have that mistake happen again after what. A, what it cost them especially when you're you know championship rivals already out of the race and out of the points and you have a chance to take not only the lead back but to increase it and now both of the two leaders in the championship points finish with nothing so that was a big uh, a big loss for for both of those teams for sure yeah but a great race a really great really race. great race. and like you One said some great guys on the podium we didn't expect vettel and obviously also pierre gasly back up on the podium again and so big big for both of those drivers and big for the teams yeah a great race azerbaijan and uh and hopefully it will be uh, just as exciting this weekend. 
Are you feeling hungry? Busy Bee Vegan is a plant-based meal prep service offering pre-made, delicious, and healthy plant-based meals to the greater Toronto area. Whether you're curious about plant-based vegan eating, looking to improve your overall health and wellness, or simply too busy to cook, Busy Bee is for you. Their plans are focused on eating clean without sacrificing taste and contributing to a healthy planet. They have made it super simple. Choose and order your meals from the multiple plans they offer, and they will deliver your meals in environmentally friendly compostable containers right to your door. You can find them on Instagram at Busy Bee Vegan Meals or on Facebook at Busy Bee Vegan. Go check out a small local business in Toronto and save the hassle of COVID grocery shopping and cooking. Let the Busy Bees feed you buzz-worthy meals. All right, uh, we've got um, a race this weekend, Sunday, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's the Circuit Paul Ricard, which is the uh, the French Grand Prix. Um, yeah, we weren't there to last expect? year. What, what, we weren't there last year. No, they did not uh, hold the race wow. here because due to COVID. Okay. Um, so it was one of those courses that we didn't get to see last year. Just you know, all of us did the different things going on and the way yeah. they they shuffled the season around. We didn't get to be here last year. Uh, however, the the previous two times we've been at this course in the, in recent history, um, 2018 and 2019, Lewis has won. Okay. So this is definitely a course Mercedes is looking for a bounce back week. I know I said that last week and they didn't <laughs> get it, but this is a little bit more of a favorable, you know, more traditional circuit court. We're not course we're not on a uh we're not on the streets of a city anymore uh and that definitely i think would favor um the designs of mercedes and a few other teams to be honest with you who also are looking for obviously the hometown team of alpine the home country team right. of alpine is right. going to be looking and they had a great couple practice runs on friday so hopefully they will Esteban Ocon getting locked up for yeah uh, also another good, few yeah, years big year for or big big uh announcement coming out of there so the, he he's the future of alpine um but yeah so big race for a couple different teams and a very different course that'll be that'll be exciting for sure i think the other thing the other team to watch for this week uh will be and we've said this a couple times too is mclaren a little bit disappointing last week for them they didn't have the outing that they were hoping for after a great um trip to monaco yeah um but you know they have heavy hearts one of the owners of their team passing away recently so they have a special livery for him um but also just a you know interesting little note on the season lando norris is now the only driver to have scored points in every race okay. so one of the younger drivers who has obviously we've been talking about a lot on this show throughout the season so far you know he's the future one of the future sort of stars i think of this sport he and russell and some of these guys we can expect in the next couple five five or six years to be competing for championships we'd like to hope uh, and I think he'd like to be doing that with McLaren. Obviously, they would like him to be doing yeah. it with them. It seems like a really good um, sort of marriage there with that team and driver. And so he will be looking, I think, for a bounce back week this year, not on, or this week, not only because uh, you know it's good for the team, but also there's a lot of emotion on the line for that team with the sort of doing it in honor of their um, their former owner. And we've got like, are we? We're about a third of the way through the season. Yep. And this race also, I should just mention. <laughs> This this spot stop on the schedule changed a few times. This was originally going to be the Canadian Grand Prix. That's right. Obviously that Montreal happen. and this, and then they wanted to move it to Turkey. Okay, and then that didn't happen. So then we ended up back in France, which is great. We're happy to be back in France. It's awesome. It's happening in this weekend. But it 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 you know I think uh, it's another reminder that things are changing all the time. Uh, we've we've already lost Singapore. Uh, that that's race has come back off the schedule. They they had tried to make it work, much like they tried to make Canada work, and and we'll see how many other races shift around. But yeah, no, uh, exciting to be in France. Well, and the the other thing that's uh, something just to note is that you know 
uh, I, I guess you can't really call it a salary cap, but there is a cap uh, for for builds now that that hasn't been there before, and it's going to go down next year, and it's going to go down again the following year. So what what is like? Who does that help in this situation? Well, I think the idea of it is that it would it would try to even the playing field, level the playing field for some of those bottom table teams, you know, the Haases and the Williams and some of the teams that have struggled to keep up financially to the powerhouses of Red Bull and Mercedes. Who can just uh, fix or Yeah, they're the Bayern or... Munichs or the, the Manchester Cities, you know, the, the super teams that have all the money, they can buy all the best things and all the best talent and all the best tools and all of what whatever and in this case you know that has created a, a haves and have not sort of situation in right. f1 and that's kind of always been there but i think they're trying to find a way to balance it yeah there's no perfect solution to that obviously there's always going to be teams that just aren't there there but yeah. the hope is that it isn't just because of finances right and obviously that's the goal you know we talked earlier in the year about haas they're not developing this season's car they're looking to the future because right. they expect that hopefully with some of these regulations they'll be able to be a little more competitive but they can't transfer saved money or, or payroll no, no, to no, no, next no, it's not year about that. no 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 it's so they're just, just focusing about the development, development of next year's car okay they're not going to put the the time energy let's yeah. say and the staff energy into trying to be competitive this year because they expect they already understand where they are. You know what I mean? It would be a bit like a team that know, like a, like an NHL team that knows it needs to rebuild, going out and paying for a bunch of rental players at the deadline. They know they're just going to lose. At it's the a waste the of their effort, yeah. right? Instead, they should develop the young talent they have, knowing that if they are patient, they may be able to rebuild in the off season. Right. Let's say. And specifically, I think the awesome. car or the drivers? No, 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 I don't think Schumacher sticking around with Haas for all that long. You'll see him for a year or two, for sure. There, and it Mazepin? depends on when the next... Well, that's a question mark. But yeah, he'll be there as long as his daddy's paying the bills. Yeah, or as long as he's not, uh, you know, serving uh, military time that yeah, he has to... Could, we could see what happens. But he... Uh, I think both of those drivers are exactly what that team needs right now, which is just guys who are eager to gain experience. Sure. And every lap for both of them is valuable. And yeah. to be on an F1 circuit... In an F1 race, whether you're dead last and being lapped or not, is valuable experience because you're learning about what it takes to 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 you know to make it work, and you're learning from the other people around you. I also think that you know you look at some of these rookies, and we're seeing a new class of rookies, or I shouldn't just say rookies, but younger drivers, because mm -hmm. even the guys who've been now a few seasons sure. are really starting to take big steps. Oh yeah, the, you know Russell probably will be with Mercedes next year. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of rumors well, about him taking Vettel's spot. Uh, Bottas. Bottas' spot. Who's not having a great year. Valtteri's he's spot. Not, he's not. No, uh, and he's not. He's not making it any easier for himself. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the logical next, next step for a Russell. He gets that because not only is he a good driver, but he's developed. He's right. taken time to develop with a bad team like Williams, and that's benefited him to at least be getting that opportunity. You know, Lando Norris is developing too. He's on a much better team, so it's a faster trajectory. But we've also seen improvement in guys like Lance Stroll mm -hmm. he's been a better more you know Pierre complete Gasly. driver you know the way in which he responded after the frustration of last week blowing yeah. his tire that was a very different driver than we would have seen a couple years ago in Lance Stroll mm -hmm. yes obviously Gasly but more I think his teammate this year and an actual rookie in Sonoku uh, Sonoda Sonoda uh is doing really really well and the more important thing for Sonoda is that he is spending almost all of his sort of off time at 
the team facility, working with the engineers yeah. to develop the car. And what that says is that this is someone who wants to be the full package driver. He yeah. doesn't just want someone to give him the keys and say, go. He wants to be, you know, a part of that team. And that is the kind of driver that, you know, a team like that yeah. is really going to benefit. Well, from. and he had a seventh place finish last, uh, last yeah. race. And I think that's, uh, it, it only helps his confidence. So absolutely uh, great to see that. Um, what are your what are your podium predictions for this upcoming race here in uh, in France? I don't know. I mean, again, it's so hard with you have these two powerhouses at the top. You always kind of expect Verstappen or Lewis to be there. But I would say, like, I would not be surprised if Norris found a way to get up there. I would not also be surprised, to be completely honest with you, if one of the um, Alpine drivers, especially maybe okay. Ocon was competing for it. They had great practices. That car is fast on this track. They've done a lot of different experimenting. It would be a bit of an outside chance that they get there because they just haven't raced well. But also some of the more like successful teams so far this season have have seemed to have struggled this week a little bit with this course. It's really going to depend on how windy it is because mm. some of these cars can handle the crosswinds better than others. The Ferraris really had a hard time with it, and actually so did the Aston Martins. Both Vettel and Lance Stroll lost uh, the cars at, at one point in with practice. crosswinds. At, during practice on yeah. Friday, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vettel ended up in the wall, and I think one of the Ferraris also spun out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with qualifying. That'll tell us a lot. But yeah, I think... Um, I think the third step is open, but I also think it's very possible we see the usual suspects. It's very possible that Paris has another great race because mm -hmm. he has been nothing if not consistent. Well, okay, so speaking of consistency, we saw Charles Leclerc um, in P1 mm -hmm. for the last two races to, to begin mm -hmm. after qualifying. Mm -hmm. And both of I mean, the first one, he didn't even get the race. Yeah. The second one, he just, it didn't yeah. seem like he could even compete. He, uh, I mean, he finished yeah. fourth, but I think he was wasn't a, I in think, fourth by yeah. the time. He got very out. lucky in Baku to get the pole. He kind of got a toe from Lewis and had everything go right for him yeah. on his qualifying run. So one of those situations where, great, you still earned it, but you didn't necessarily have the car to actually be there uh, under race conditions, and then that showed, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's also driven well on street circuits. So we'll see if the car and he can do well on this course. It all depends on a lot, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces there, but I wouldn't expect him. So you've got Hamilton? Yeah, I have Hamilton, Verstappen, and either Perez or Norris would be my guess, at, uh, you know, if I was going to play that game. But it could uh, honestly, I think the third step of that podium is open to a lot of different guys, depending on the race conditions. Right, and both the two top guys have to be able to bounce back after frustrating weeks, let alone finish the race. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, so those we'll tires. Uh, Who do you have? I've got uh, I've got Verstappen. I think Verstappen is um, he. I think he can taste being in 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 the lead when it comes to these points i think he wants to maintain that i mean all of these guys are competitive so what, you know <laughs> obviously they all taste that um that wanting to win but i do have verstappen i've got verstappen i've got lewis and then i'm i've got pierre gasly i, yeah. I think pierre gasly at home uh you know he's just he's he's just proving so much and and um you know i i don't think he necessarily wants his red bull seat back but he's he's um he's proving to christian horner and that team that they made a mistake and now obviously they've got uh, a very good team with verstappen and perez but gasly is is um he's one to watch so i've yeah i've got gasly in uh in the top three 
Uh, it's going to be a fun race. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, once again, we've got it to, to the Paul Ricard Circuit Paul Ricard um, Sunday, June twentieth, seven a.m. Mountain Standard Time. French Grand Prix. That's right. Uh, thanks for oui, tuning oui. in, and uh, that was pit stop. The Pit Stop Podcast is presented by Hatrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.